1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Makers, together and loving it. TNC's apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Speedway. Lucas Oil Speedway. Western Springs. The season gets underway, actually, believe it or not, at uh, Waikaraka Park. One man that is uh, doing all the, the broadcasting of this is a good friend of mine, Good and one of, arguably the best uh, motorsport producer running around. David Turner joins us. Morning, DT.
0: Good morning, Stephen. How are we today? Yeah,
1: I'm good. I am good. How's life in the Matakana?
0: <laughs> well, it's fine, but, you know, Speedway's in the air and that's the thing that's counting right now, isn't it?
1: Uh, season starts Waikaraka
0: Park, November twelve, Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Now, the season was originally supposed to actually kick off this weekend at Western Springs, but um, in fairness from the promoter, he released uh, the drivers so that they could compete at other venues like Bay Park and Kiki this weekend um, because there's some concert events coming up at, at Western Springs and that kind of clouded the issue. And under the council environment... Um, you know, it all gets a bit complicated. So what they did is they deferred the first meeting another week, which will happen at Waikaraka Park next week, uh, which is sort of the quasi-opening of Western Springs, if you like. Hmm. Um, we'll call it opening under Western Springs management. And then a couple of weeks later, we're at the Springs for the very first meeting of the season. And boy, oh boy, is there some great meetings ahead this year.
1: Yeah, let's talk about those in just a moment. But what do you think it is about Speedway that brings the fans out in summer? Is, is it tradition? Um, I think particularly we'll just use you know Western Springs Stadium
0: um, and not being biased to anyone else around the country or anything like that. But if we use that as the catalyst here, I think Boxing Day has become this day where you go to Western Springs and you take your blanket and everything else and you park up on the terrace and you enjoy the sun because we'll have sun by then and, um, and just relax and watch some good hard racing. And it's, it's rapid fire entertainment in your face And 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 it's just the thing that you do on Boxing Day. We noticed that last year with COVID, and we ran the meeting there with no crowd. And boy, oh boy, did it feel flat. You know, it just felt so empty. Um, And and it's kind of Boxing Day's become bigger than the 50 lap a night in some ways because it's just yeah, it's a chill out day after you know feeding your face the day before or getting all your Christmas presents or whatever. It's a it's a nice family thing to do. It's a very family environment. So. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of traditions that are around that and around many speedways and, and motorsport you know, facilities in the country.
1: It must have been a real challenge for the promoters to even continue going after this last two years.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I I was involved with the television production last year and and certainly it it tested us all in terms of the COVID things. You know, sometimes meetings were on, then they were off and then they were without crowd and then we tried with a limited crowd and, you know, the the red light and the orange light and all sorts of other coloured lights that we had. But, you know, they did a fabulous job. Um, You know, John McCullum pushed very hard to... um, Enable things to happen. There were some great supporters in terms of you know sponsors that that helped the event go through to underwrite the cost. Um, you know, not gloating myself, but at television we did it at a, at a cost um, for labour only and no equipment to try and just help the whole thing out. Um, you know, and it enabled us to still make the shows that were seen. You know, on on Sky Sport Five as well. So. I think everyone got together in a common cause because otherwise there would have been no speedway season. And we all knew that. And it was a case of trying to make that happen for the benefit of the sport and for the benefit of what is, you know, a a very iconic speedway. That's for sure.
1: So what's the feedback like now that we are going to have crowds and we're going to have a full season? Are you getting a sense that there is general excitement about this new season?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it and I think everyone around the series is I spent some time with Brad Mosin a couple of weeks ago out at the Greenway Workshop in Henderson in Auckland and um, just phenomenal to see what they were doing out there and the number of cars that they were building. They're building the car for an American driver that's coming down. Um, and you realise the sense of passion and effort that goes into it, and you know, as you well know from the motorsport that you've covered, the money that goes into it as well. Mm. It's you know the the open wheel racing that you're seeing at, at particularly at Western Springs uh, and other midget and sprint car facilities around the country. There's some big dollars being spent, but it's classy and it it's it's full on. So yeah, there's a sense of excitement from the drivers. Definitely, when you talk to them about being in front of a crowd again, they love it. Uh, from the fan base, I think probably once we get the first meeting under our belts, um, the atmosphere will be back there as well and it'll build up to the, the two big Sprint Car International meetings and then the, the four very big uh, Midget International meetings. And then you know, as the season goes on, there's some, some exciting ones towards February, March
1: as well. I was staggered to understand uh, when I interviewed Michael Pickens, uh, I think it was earlier this year or last year, that it's more expensive to build a Midget than it is a Sprint Car. Yep.
0: And I, and I just, <laughs> uh, crazy, that, that, eh? that's crazy because the,
1: the smaller car is more expensive and the bigger car, which is pumping 800 horses, is a cheaper build. Well, uh,
0: I just recently shot a feature which will will be in the in the Sky Sport 5 shows when they air on Sky uh, with Graham Standring about um, weight of all things uh, in a feature section that he's doing called Know Your Speedway. And now there is a, a minimum car weight, but there's a minimum all-up weight as well so gone in some ways are the days of trying to have all these trick parts and titanium this and that and carbon fibre this and that because you still have to meet a now driver inclusive weight and it's changed the ballgame game a little bit. But in saying that, if you're a heavier driver, you still got to shed some weight somewhere. So it's um, it, it, in some ways it's it's added to the cost aspect a little bit. But um, you know the, the the stuff we're seeing down here, particularly again at the springs. It's capable, any one of the drivers that race at Western Springs would be capable of running very strongly in the US. There's absolutely no doubt about it. This is, you know, it's, it's not a backyard deal. It's the real deal.
1: So let's talk about personalities because you've got the uh, your uh, Boxing Day, you've got International Midgets and Sprint Cars Masters, but I also note on November the 26th, you've got International Sprint Cars and Super Saloons. So who can fans look forward to this summer?
0: Oh, I think there's always the hometown support. You know, for, if we look at the Sprint Car Internationals to start with, then obviously Pickens becomes a very strong favourite for the hometown support. Um, but, you know, Jonathan Allard's back. He's a very likeable American. I've got a lot of time for the guy. I think he's he's done wonders for the sport down here. Um, and he's a, he's a great one to watch. But there's a lot in the Sprint Car category. And then there's a couple of Australian drivers coming over as well with pretty strong reputation. So it'll be very interesting to see how they master... What is actually quite a technical little track, Western Springs, a lot different to say going down to Bay Park. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, you're going to get a bit of Aussie-New Zealand rivalry, which is always good good value. And then, you know, the fans, fans are very loyal to drivers as well. That's one thing you see. So if they like a Jonathan Allard or they like a Michael Pickens or they, you know, they like whoever, they're, they're they'll follow those. And then when we get to the Midget Internationals, um, there's a, a host of Americans coming down and, and maybe some more yet. Um, but the one that I'm really excited about coming down is, is a, a young female driver, Taylor Reimer. Um, she's been racing for Keith Coons in the, in the US and I spent a bit of time with Keith Coons a few years ago. He's um, about an hour out of Indianapolis and he runs a eight-car Midget team. Um, but notable drivers that have gone through his camper uh, include Christopher Bell, who won the NASCAR race on Monday Mm. uh, and Christopher's run down here and Kyle Larson, who obviously ran down here and has gone on to be a NASCAR champion. And uh, we did a a podcast show with Taylor a few weeks ago and um, spoke to Michael Pickens about her and Pickens said, oh, no, she's she's quick. You know, and and you could tell when Michael said that to us that he's expecting that (laughs) she's going to probably give him a bit of a hard time on his home turf.
1: Put things in con- put things in context. I mean, a lot of NASCAR drivers go a- go and run midgets and sprint cars. How big is that circuit in America?
0: Um, massive. Again, talking with Taylor, she's running at least two or three times a, a week, um, and from a season that starts. Uh, April-ish and finishes about now, you know, so they're doing a lot of racing miles when you compare it with what a driver does here and I think that's the thing is, you know, particularly around that, again, the Indiana and the Midwest part of the US where speedway racing is is very strong Um, not that it isn't on the west coast, but it is very strong in the midwest. You you can race certainly during the the May, June, July period. Uh, Jerry Coons Jr., who's a good friend of mine, he was racing nearly every night of the week for over a month.
1: So, you know, yeah, they race sharp, those guys. Let's talk about something that you do love. That's IndyCar. You know, it's an off-season. I, <laughs> I, see, I, see, I see Colton Her- Herter has now signed a very lengthy contract with Andretti Racing, which suggests to me that they still want to get into F1 and he's going to be their boy and he won't be um, going off to McLaren.
0: You're, you're pretty onto to it. I've done some sniffing around that as well, and that's probably exactly what I say. I've never seen a driver contract that long. Well,
1: uh, years, it was seven years, wasn't it?
0: That it sh- yes. Uh, and it, it, um, it said that it, it didn't allow a Formula One option in there, whereas in his current contract he had an option that if a Formula One drive came along, he could be released to go and do it. However, Michael... And still has uh, strong aspirations to be in Formula 1 by 2024. And I believe that the infrastructure behind the scenes is still in place, and I would Think that hurter is probably yeah. you know if it was to all happen that's where that all unfolds. They, they, they won't but be, they won't be
1: issue but, of- but Dave, they won't be buying Alfa Romeo because Audi have just picked them up. They're going to become the engine supplier and, and buying them. So it looks like they're going to have to set up their own team and 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 dump down two hundred million uh, to be part of the team because that's your entry fee into F one.
0: Well, yeah, and, and the stumbling block, really, Stephen, is the fact that the teams have to agree on allowing another team. And, oh, and at yeah. the moment, both Red, Red Bull and Mercedes have said no. Ferrari have said no. So unless there's a majority that say yes, no matter how much money Michael puts down on the table, it ain't going to happen. Um, which is a bit of a shame. And then again, in Herter's case, you'd still have to have enough super license points to be able to drive in it. And of that current crop of IndyCar drivers that McLaren has been touting around for about the last six months, which was Padua Ward, um, Colton Herta, and Alex Palau, Palau is actually the only one with enough super license points to drive in Formula One, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, I, I just find it bonkers, and and just finally, young Marcus Armstrong looks like he's going to be heading towards IndyCar after the current F two season, and and we've we've spoken to him him plenty of times here on the radio and SCNZ, and it seems to me the right move because as you and I both know, IndyCar is the most competitive open wheel f- formula, barring maybe Super Formula in, in Japan, uh, and worth and worth going into.
0: Well, just touching on the Superformer thing, that's obviously where Palau went when Europe didn't work for him and then went to IndyCar, and a year later he was the IndyCar champion. So it shows you how hard that racing is. And I think with IndyCar, you know, talking with Grosjean again when I was up there in May, he, uh, he rates it. He rates it for multiple reasons. You talk to Will Power, the current, you know, new champion, and he said it's the toughest racing series in the world. And I think the reason behind that is the fact that you have all of these different disciplines of circuits. You have a permanent road course of various lengths. You have the street courses, a course like Nashville that's incredibly bumpy, um, the new circuit in Detroit this year. Then you've got the small ovals, and then, of course, you've got the, the gem and the whole deal, and that's the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So you have you, there's no longer, even from when Dixon started in the series, no longer can you just drop around going, I'll pick it up on a road course because I'm stronger. Because if you do that, you're out of the championship game. You have to sell
1: it all of them now. Oh, there's a lot to look forward to, man. All right, uh, DT, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck for the opening night at Waikara, Waikaraka Park on the 12th of November, <laughs> mate.
0: Yeah, no, looking forward to that, but really looking forward to seeing these American drivers down there and then just one for people to circle later in the season. The first time ever, a 50-lap sprint car race at Western Springs with a
1: refuelling stop in the middle. A refuelling stop that. in the middle. Well, everybody, <laughs> yeah. everybody had their race suits on. I hope there are good strong rules around that. You can have your race suits on around the refuelling. Uh, health, health and safety, health yeah, and safety. No, no, no two-second stops like an F1, though, right? <laughs>
0: No, it's 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 a very exciting plan, and uh, the crowd will love it. And, wow! It's uh, just a little bit to tease you with for now.
1: Oh, you you are you are uh, a big yeah. you are a big tease. Thanks, mate. I appreciate <laughs> it as always. Thanks, David. No, you're welcome. When making the double chicken deluxe at Maccas, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Maccas together, and loving it. But ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.